I'm Kyle Northcutt. Welcome to the Kids Learn Career Show. Each week, I ask a different person about their job so you can know what your options are out in the world. My guest today is Susan Peterson Sturm, Renewable Energy Leader, Board Member, and Business Advisor. Susan, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Kyle. I really appreciate it. Thanks for being here. First off, can you tell me a bit about each of the things you do? Like, what is a renewable energy leader, a board member, or a business advisor? Yeah, so I've been, um, you know, I've been involved in renewable energy. I haven't worked for a company that just does renewable, but I think it's interesting to point that out because a lot of conventional energy companies that have been in oil and gas or conventional power are... um, seeing that that conventional energy is very high carbon and also the price of renewable energy, the, the basically the infrastructure, the equipment that makes it has become more and more reasonable and the variable costs associated with more and more reasonable. So what we're seeing are integrated energy companies in my hypothesis is that in the future, um, more and more companies will be purely ener- renewable energy companies. It's, it's also interesting, I've worked a lot with industrial companies um, that are trying to make those kinds of transitions. And um, they are a lot of companies that have, you know, if energy is a big part of their cost structure for what they produce, they're really trying to think how they can make that shift into renewable energy as well. Um, outside of uh, kind of those roles in industrial and energy companies, I'm fortunate to support some um, basically be a board advisor for some companies that include a startup in cybersecurity, a company that's in kind of digital technology around energy and industry. And I'm really proud to be on the board of a nonprofit called One Warm Coat that is a a virtual organization that is mostly digital, but provides uh, with the donation of $1 provides a coat to anybody in need. And that organization is called One Warm Coat. And I'm really proud to serve on that board. So what's it like to juggle juggle all of those different responsibilities and what do you find most fulfilling and important? Yeah, so I think it's really cool in all of my previous roles for the past 10 years, um, I've had roles that require a lot of travel because uh, energy is kind of a global business. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, And so one of the things that's been really positive post COVID is, or during COVID is um, people kind of reimagining how we work. And so um, I think it's a lot easier to juggle different kinds of roles now (laughs) because people are more used to working remotely. For example, my annual board meeting for, for one warm coat, usually we go in person to meet in a location, but for the past year, two years, we've had that as a remote activity. And, um, you know, think about the carbon cost of getting on a plane and flying to a different city and, you know, taking a taxi there and the extra hotel and all of those things, right? So mm-hmm. being able to work virtually makes it a lot easier to work on a lot of different uh, projects and initiatives. Um, and for me, I think the thing that I get really excited about is um, in our society, there are a lot of people who might not have the money to go to college because it's in our country, it's really expensive. In countries like Norway, college educations are free. Um, But I think that this area of technology and like user experience and machine learning there and and cybersecurity, there are more and more kind of certificate programs that are being developed that make that kind of education and training more accessible. And I think we're going to have 
uh, workforces that are much more diverse. And I think when we have more diverse teams, people coming from different points of views and different backgrounds, we have better teams, we have more creative teams. So I'm really excited about um, that coming in our future. So can you tell us about your career path and how you got to where you are now, including all other jobs or careers before now? No. <laughs> because it hasn't, you know, this is the thing, right? I think a lot of times we think about these things as like a straight path. And um, to be very direct, 20 years ago, I studied, um, I studied 25 years ago, I studied international affairs and economics and I thought that I was going to, I wanted to work on economic development. So finding ways for poor countries and communities to get more industry and more jobs. And um, because of that, I had some exposure to energy markets, but it wasn't my intention <laughs> to work in energy. And, um, you know, I started out doing kind of economic analysis around uh, companies that were looking at buying other power companies and all of a sudden found myself super interested <laughs> in energy, which, you know, I hadn't studied engineering. Most of my colleagues are engineers. Mm -hmm. um, so it's been interesting. So what I would tell people from a path perspective is it's okay to be curious. It's okay to try on different things and to see what fits. And frankly, for people your age, industries are going to change so significantly, the roles are going to change so significantly that I would really, uh, people talk about agile in software development. I think as people, we need to be more agile <laughs> and open-minded, right? So it's good to have a plan. It's good to have to say, this is where I want to go. These are the kinds of things I want to do and work on. But if you have a very fixed view of that, you might close down opportunities. And if I had had that view, I think I would have had a very different career. So what do you like most and least about the mix of things you do as a professional? Um, I love working with different people. I've really enjoyed having the opportunity to have more millennial coworkers. Um, I really appreciate it. So I'm a Gen Xer. Um, but I really appreciate the openness they have in terms of how they communicate and feeling very comfortable in stating their values and what's important to them. So I've really enjoyed that. Um, and I really, in general, enjoy the people that I get to work with and hearing their point of view and collaborating. I think the thing that I probably like the least is um, not, I'm trying to think, probably processes or procedures that feel very static or stiff about how you do things and not being open to being creative or evolving new processes. Like I think we, it, as companies, a lot of times we think about innovation as how we develop products for our customers, but I think we should think about innovation and being flexible in how we run our businesses and how we empower our colleagues. Hmm. So what's the long-term salary potential for someone who like you who that holds a high level job as well as advisory and board positions? Um, I have never really done a study of that. So I couldn't really tell you so much for the roles that I've been in. What I can tell you from a structure perspective is um, when you do advisory boards, they sometimes will give you an opportunity to uh, have a part of the equity or the ownership of the company. And so if the company succeeds, you have very aligned objectives of um, 
helping that company hit long-term goals. So sometimes the way that they compensate you is saying, hey, you own a very small portion of the company. <laughs> You'll be a very small shareholder. Um, and other, other companies from an advisory perspective might just um, pay you almost more as a consultant. Um, you know, and I think in managing different types of roles, um, you want to make sure that you don't have conflicts of interest, right? So you want to make sure that if you're uh, advising one company um, that you are not having a conflict with another company that you're advising or another company that you're working at. So having that kind of um, integrity um, and making sure you don't have a conflict of interest is super important. So how much free time do you have? Like, do you work a traditional 40-hour work week more or less? Uh, probably more, given uh, the role and uh, kind of the advisory things that I like to do. So I think one of the things that's really important is to find something that you think is energizing and work with people that you get energy from. Because <laughs> uh, it's a terrible thing to do to spend a big portion of your life on things that aren't interesting or that you're not learning from. Mm. So what advice do you have for young people considering a similar career path as you? Um, I would really encourage everyone to consider um, learning how to code, <laughs> right? Because um, I think that, you know, we used to think about like software development in the realm of like software developers and like software products. But I get, you know, I think when I was coming up, Excel was how people kind of did big data and analytics or something like Tableau um, or databases, right? But I think the technology around Python and those types of tools are so powerful that kind of regardless of what you're doing, <laughs> they could be really powerful in either automating processes that you have for work or, um, or in machine learning. And I think the coolest thing is companies that are pretty progressive are thinking about how they create populations of citizen data scientists and citizen developers as opposed to having a separate group, right? Um, so I would encourage people to think about that or have an understanding in those two areas because it can really help scale good ideas. Knowing what you know now, would you have done anything differently growing up? Well, I'm sure, <laughs> uh, you know, I worked, I worked a lot. I, I paid for most of my college myself. And so I always had like two or three jobs every summer and two or three jobs at school. I think I would have liked to have had more time to like do internships and maybe like kind of build a network while I was in school. Um, so I think I would have but I was pretty busy. So, <laughs> um, but I, you know, maybe looking at like uh, paid kind of paid internships or things like that, where I could start getting some exposure to work would be really cool. So what's the best advice you have for young people who want to be successful in life and their work? Um, I would say, think about go doing the things that you think are interesting. There's nothing worse than spending your day <laughs> in doing something that you think is like really boring, right? Mm -hmm. So I think that's really important is to really think about something that you think, wow, that's a big challenge. That's a crazy thing. How would you fix that? And you think you end up spending time outside of work, like noodling on it, like it's a problem, right? How would you solve it? Um, mm -hmm. 
one of my teams that I worked with gave me this llama. And that's kind of my other piece of advice is um, sometimes people can be, I've been very involved in like innovative or new parts of business, like digital technology. And people sometimes very naturally can be resistant to change, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes you can be like, oh, that person who doesn't want to change or doesn't want to do this thing, they're a drama llama, right? Mm-hmm. And I would always tell my team, hey, we got to bring everybody with us, even the drama llamas, right? We have to we have to find a way. If you're trying to create change, if you're trying to do something differently, you really have to focus on your users or the people in the organization and how you bring them with you, right? So I don't think you could possibly waste energy in trying to engage <laughs> others, right? Even if you're trying to do one thing, thinking about who your stakeholders are, other people who are going to be impacted or influenced by what you're trying to do and trying to bring them along on the journey is super important. Awesome. Thanks, Susan. Time for the joke of the day. Why did the kid cross the playground? Why? To get to the other slide. Oh, that's so good. I can't wait to share that later tonight. Thanks. Thanks again for joining us on the Kids Learn Career Show. Don't forget to subscribe to the show and tell your friends. See you next time.